legend five of old testament legend by m r james this LibriVox recording is in the public domain legend five job this is the story of the life of job taken out of the book called the testament of job there came a day when job felt that his end was near and he called together his seven sons and his three daughters and said to them come near to me my children and i will tell you the story of my life and all the dealings of the lord with me you must know in the first place that before he gave me a new name i was called jobab and that i come of the family of isaac for i am one of the sons of esau jacob's brother now long ago i used to dwell hard by the temple of an idol and every day i saw people coming and bringing offerings and burning the sacrifices before it but as time went on i could not believe that this idol was indeed the god who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and us men i pondered much therefore upon this matter saying how shall i come to know the truth of it thereafter as i lay upon my bed in the middle of the night a bright light suddenly shone in my chamber and i heard a voice calling me jobab jobab and i answered here am i and the voice said rise up and i will tell thee that which i have to say verily this idol to whom offerings are brought and wine poured out in libations is not a god but is a work of the evil power whereby he deceives the sons of men then i bowed myself down and said lord who has come to enlighten my soul i beseech thee give me leave to go and cleanse this place that is polluted by the enemy so that offerings shall no more be made to him but indeed who is there that can withstand me seeing that i am ruler over this country the voice answered me out of the light thou canst indeed destroy that place but i must forewarn thee of that which will ensue according as i have in hand to tell thee from the lord and i answered all that he commandeth thy servant will i hear and do and the voice said again if thou takest upon thee to destroy this abode of satan's he will rise up and fight against thee he will bring upon thee many plagues he will take away all thy gods he will slay thy children only he will not be able to take thy life and if thou endurest to the end thy name shall become famous among all generations for ever and i will restore thee to thy former estate and recompense thee double and thou shalt rise up again in the resurrection of the just be thou therefore like a fighter who giveth blows and endureth them looking to win the crown of victory and then shalt thou know that the lord is righteous and true and mighty giving strength to his chosen and i my children answered him i will verily endure even unto death and will not draw back then the angel set a mark upon my forehead and departed from me and in the same night i arose and gathered to me fifty of my servants and went and destroyed the temple of the idol laying it even with the ground then i returned to my house and commanded that the door should be made fast hearken now my children and wonder for as soon as i had come into my house and had commanded the doors to be shut and had told the keepers of the doors to say to any that came that i was not at leisure to see them satan came having put on the appearance of a beggar and said to the maid that kept the door tell job that i desire to speak with him she came to me therefore and i told her again tell him that i have no leisure to see him 
so satan departed and took on him another form and put a wallet on his shoulder and returned and said to the maid say to job give me bread from thine own hand that i may eat then i took a loaf that was burnt black and gave it to the maid to give to him saying look to eat no more of my bread for i am become a stranger to you but the maid was ashamed to give him the burnt bread for she knew not who he was she took therefore a good loaf of her own and gave it to him but he was aware of what had happened and said to her go back unfaithful servant and fetch me the bread that was given to you to give to me and she wept and said you say well that i am an unfaithful servant for i have not done that which i was commanded then she brought him the burnt bread saying thus says my master you shall eat no more of my bread for i am estranged from you this i give you only that you may not have it to say that i refuse to give aught to my enemy when he asked of me satan took the bread and sent back the maid with the message as this bread is burnt and blackened so will i make thy body in one hour i will lay thee and thy house desolate and i answered him that thou doest do quickly for i am ready to bear whatsoever thou canst bring upon me then satan went up straightway under the firmament of the heaven and asked of the lord authority over me and my possessions and the lord granted it to him but not at that time now i must tell you my children of my manner of life and my goods that i had before i was despoiled i had a hundred and thirty thousand sheep of which seven thousand were set apart for the clothing of the fatherless and widows and poor and a pack of eight hundred dogs guarded them i had nine thousand camels three thousand to traffic with the cities of the earth which i laded with good things and sent them out among the villages and towns and had their loads distributed to the poor i had also a hundred and thirty thousand asses five hundred of them were set apart that their foals might be sold and the price given to the poor also the four gates of my house were always left open to this end that if any poor man came to beg and saw me sitting at one of the gates he might not turn back abashed but might go round to another of the gates and enter in and receive what he needed within the house also i had always thirty tables ready prepared for the entertainment of strangers and other twelve tables appointed for the widows none left my house with his purse empty and whenever any came to ask help he was constrained first of all to sit down and dine i had fifty bakehouses and of these twelve served the tables of the poor and so it was that many strangers came to my house and some of them desired to follow my way of life and minister to the poor but they were in need of money to furnish them therefore and to such men i freely lent the money taking no security of them but only a written acknowledgment and sometimes they prospered in their merchandise and gained money to give to the poor but sometimes they failed and came back to me saying have patience with us and thereupon i would destroy the bill of their debt before them and forgive them that which they owed me sometimes also there would come to me a man of a kindly heart who would say i have not wherewith to help the poor but let me wait upon them to-day at your table and at evening when he was departing i used to say to him i know that you are a labouring man and look to your wages and so i paid him wages for the day and let him go 
i had also psalteries and a ten-stringed lute and every day when the widows and the poor had dined i would play to them and put them in mind of god that they should praise him and if ever my handmaidens murmured at the work they had to do i took a psaltery and sang to them of the recompense of the reward and they were comforted and ceased from their murmuring as for my children they took part every day in the ministry and after that they gathered together in the house of their eldest brother and feasted there but every morning i offered up sacrifices for them even thirty doves fifty kids of the goats and twelve sheep and a choice bullock all of these after i had offered up prayer i caused to be prepared for the poor and gave to them saying take these over and above that which you have had and pray for my children lest they perchance have said in their hearts we are the children of a wealthy father and these goods are ours wherefore should we wait upon the poor and waste our substance in this manner for indeed pride is an abomination unto the lord now this was my manner of life for seven years after that angel had come to me but when satan had obtained from the lord power against me he came down in great wrath and first he burnt up the seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred asses and five hundred yoke of oxen and the rest were carried away by the men of the country to whom i had showed kindness but now they turned against me and spoiled my goods then one came and told me and i gave glory to god and said not a word of complaint satan therefore when he saw how i took the matter devised yet more against me and took on him the likeness of the king of persia and came and spake to all the worthless men of the country saying this man jobab who hath consumed all the goods of the land and left nothing giving it away to the halt and maimed and blind is the same that destroyed the temple of the great god and laid waste the place of offerings it is time that he should receive the reward of his deeds come fall upon him and spoil his house but they said he hath seven sons and three daughters what if they escape into other lands and accuse us of violence and return and slay us satan answered trouble not yourselves for that see i have consumed part of his goods with fire another part have i carried off i will take in hand his children and he departed and cast down the house upon my sons and daughters and slew them all and when the men saw that he had spoken truth they came and plundered all that was in my house mine eyes saw worthless and dishonourable men on my couches and at my tables and i could not utter a word for i was stricken weak as a sick woman nevertheless i remembered the recompense of the reward and i accounted the loss of my goods as nothing if i might attain to that city whereof the angel had spoken then there came a messenger and told me thy sons and thy daughters are dead and verily i was greatly troubled and rent my clothes yet i said the lord gave and the lord hath taken away as it pleased the lord so is it come to pass blessed be the name of the lord so satan perceived that though all that i had possessed was taken from me nothing could break my spirit or make me rebel against god he departed therefore and asked leave of the lord that he might afflict my body and the lord gave him power over my body to use it as he would but over my life he gave him no power 
then satan came to me as i sat upon my throne mourning for the loss of my children and he came in the form of a great whirlwind and cast my throne down to the ground so that i lay for three hours without moving and he smote me with a sore plague from head to foot and i was filled with worms and ulcers and corruption therefore i arose and went out of the city in great misery and sorrow of heart and sat upon a dunghill being severed from the sons of men because of my evil plague and there i remained many days and i had no strength to work and earn my bread so that my wife was compelled to labour as a handmaid in the house of a rich man and carry water and for that they gave her bread and she brought it to me then was i cut to the heart and said alas for the pride of the men of this place how can they endure to treat my wife as a slave yet after that again i strengthened my soul and was patient after some time they refused to give my wife food enough for her and myself but allowed her only half of what they had given her before yet this she shared with me yea she was not ashamed to go and beg of the bakers of the market-place that she might have wherewith to feed me when satan saw her do so he took upon him the likeness of a seller of bread and my wife came and begged of him supposing him to be a man and satan said pay the price and take what you will but she answered whence should i have money have you not heard of all that has befallen us if you will show mercy show mercy and if not it is your own concern he said if you had not deserved misfortune i suppose it would not have come upon you but now if you have no money give me the hair of your head and take three loaves in exchange it may be that you can live on them for three days and she thought within herself what is the hair of my head to me in comparison with the hunger of my husband and she said to satan come take it and he took a pair of shears and cut off her hair and then gave her three loaves in the sight of all who were in the market-place she took the bread and came to bring it to me and satan followed after her invisibly and made her soul heavy within her so as she drew near to me she lifted up her voice and cried aloud Joe, Joe, how long wilt thou sit upon the dunghill waiting and expecting thy deliverance while i wander about from house to house and labour as a slave behold my sons and my daughters whom i brought up with labour and pain are perished and gone and thou sittest under the open heaven filled with corruption and i have to work day and night to get bread to keep thy soul in thy body lo now have i sold the hair of my head for bread who would believe that i am sitis the wife of job who was clothed in fine linen woven with gold that washed her feet in basins of silver and gold that lay softly and was nurtured in plenty but now i go barefoot in rags and sell my hair for bread one thing only remains for my bones are broken with very weariness of spirit arise and eat this bread and satisfy thy hunger and then speak a word against the lord and die and i shall be free from thy misery and labour and have rest but i answered her lo now these many years have i been set in the plague enduring sickness of body and grief of heart but my soul has never been so heavy in me as when i heard thee say speak a word against the lord and die shall we have borne the loss of our possessions and the death of our children and at the end lose the true riches remember all the good things which we enjoyed aforetime 
shall we receive those at the hands of the lord and not bear to receive hard things likewise but i perceive now why thou so speakest come forth thou that standest behind her to pervert her heart and make her speak as one of the foolish women hide thyself no longer come forth and withstand me to the face then satan came forth from behind my wife and stood before me ashamed and even weeping at the bitterness of his heart and he said job thou hast prevailed thou art flesh and i am a spirit but i can do no more against thee and he departed from me in confusion and i my children thought of fighters whom i had seen one had thrown the other on the ground and filled his mouth with sand and bruised every limb of his body yet still he kept his hold and of a sudden the one that was uppermost could endure the grip no longer and gave in so that the undermost won the crown thus was it with me and satan and my children i counsel you to be long-suffering in all that may come upon you for there is nothing that is stronger than patience now it was not until many years had passed that the tidings of my affliction came to the ears of the kings who were of old time my friends for satan caused the matter to be kept from them but when they heard they set forth from their countries and came to visit me even eliphaz of teman and bildad and zohar and elihu all of them with great trains of followers when they were come into my land they inquired where is jobab the ruler of uz and it was told to them he sitteth upon a dunghill without the city and they asked what was become of my wealth for i was aforetime richer than all the princes of the east and they were informed of all that had befallen me so they came where i was and some of the men of the city with them who showed me to them but they said this is not jobab yet the men of the place affirmed that it was so and after they had disputed for some time eliphaz called to me art thou jobab our fellow-king and i weeping and casting dust upon my head bowed myself in token that it was i then were they stricken with great astonishment and terror and fell to the ground as it were dead and they rent their clothes and cast off their armour and sat down upon the ground and elihu lifted up his voice and took up a lamentation over me calling to mind all the glory of my former state my sheep and oxen camels and asses my golden beds and my jewelled throne the lamps and perfumes of my palace the beauty of my children and saying where is now the glory of thy kingdom and when he had ended his lamentation i said hold your peace and i will tell you my throne is in the region beyond the world and the glory and beauty of it is at the right hand of the father this world shall pass away and the glory of it shall perish and they that pay heed thereto shall be overwhelmed in the overthrow of it but my throne is in the land of the holy and the glory of it in the age that hath no change the rivers shall be dried up and the abundance of their streams floweth down into the depths of the pit but the rivers of my land fail not and their streams water it for evermore kings shall pass away and rulers be no more seen their names and their boasting shall be as the image in the glass but my kingdom abideth for ever and the glory thereof is as the glory of the chariot of the most high 
then eliphaz waxed very wroth and said come and let us leave him to his folly to what purpose have we journeyed hither to comfort him if he rails against us and says your kingdom shall be brought to naught but mine endureth for ever and he would have gone away in a rage but bildad restrained him saying remember that the man is sick in body and mind we should not deal harshly with him it may well be that he is mad and bildad and zophar put questions to me to discern whether i was of sound mind or not and i answered them soberly and at last zophar said what shall be done for thee behold we have with us the most skilful physicians that are in our kingdoms wilt thou that they shall tend thee peradventure thou mayest find relief at their hands but i said my healing and my medicine shall be from the lord who is the maker of physicians and of all their craft while i was yet speaking there came to us my wife cities clothed in rags and she had escaped by stealth out of the house of her master for he would have kept her within fearing that the kings would call him to account for his ill usage of us so when she came to us she threw herself down before eliphaz and said rememberest thou eliphaz and thy fellows how i looked and how i was attired in the former days look now and see in what guise i go about and they were cut to the heart and wept but knew not what to say only eliphaz took off his purple robe and put it about her shoulders and she besought him saying i pray you command your servants to dig among the ruins of the house that fell upon our children and seek out their bones that they may be buried and a memorial set up for till this day we have never been able to do so because of the cost consider i beseech you what i suffer that have lost ten children and not one of them is given to burial so they prepared to dig but i prevented them and said labor not in vain ye will not find my children for they have been taken up into the heavens by the king that created them again they said who would not say that thou art mad thy children are taken up into heaven sayest thou show us now what thou meanest i said therefore raise me up that i may stand on my feet and they took each an arm and raised me and i stood up and made supplication to the father and then said to them lift up your eyes and look towards the east and they looked and behold my children crowned with glory in the heavens and above them the glory of the most high which when cities my wife saw she fell upon her face and worshipped and said now know i that there is remembrance of me with god i will go down into the city and rest a little and refresh myself for my labours of the morrow so she went into the city and entered into the stable of the kind that had been hers and had been taken from her by those that employed her and she lay down by one of the mangers and slept having her mind at rest and so died and on the morrow her master sought her and did not find her and at last entering into the stable he saw her lying dead there and ran out and summoned men to him and all the city came and saw her lying in the stable and the beast standing about her lowing and making lamentation over her then they carried her forth and buried her beside the place of the house that had fallen upon her children now as for the words which eliphaz and bildad and zophar and elihu spoke with me and those wherewith i answered them are they not written in the book for your remembrance also ye know how that at the last the lord came and answered me out of the whirlwind and rebuked us 
and we made atonement for that which we had set amiss all but elihu for into him satan had entered and he had spoken evil words against me wherefore he departed and made no atonement for his sin also ye know how the lord restored to me my former state and gave me the double of all that i had possessed before and how i married your mother and she bare me you seven sons and three daughters as it is this day and now behold my sons i die and as for you forget ye not the lord do good to the poor pass not by the helpless take not to yourselves wise from among the heathen moreover job said i will divide my substance among you and each of you shall possess his portion in peace then job divided his substance among his seven sons but to his daughters he gave none of it and they were grieved and said father are we not also thy children and he answered trouble not yourselves for i have prepared for you an inheritance better than that of your brethren and he called to him his eldest daughter and gave her his signet ring saying go into the treasure chamber and bring me the three golden caskets which you will find there and when she had brought them he opened them and took from them three cords and gave one to each of his daughters now these cords were exceeding beautiful of many colours and sending forth sparks of light as it had been rays of the sun and he said to his daughters gird them about you and keep them all the days of your life but kezia the second of the daughters said father is this that excellent inheritance which you promised to us what is the use of these cords shall we be able to live by means of them and he answered not only so but they will bring you even into the better life know ye not my children what is the worth of these cords these are they which the lord gave me on the day when he had mercy on me and healed me of my sickness for he gave them to me and said to me rise up gird thy loins like a man and i will inquire of thee and thou shalt answer me and i put them about me and straightway all my sores and plagues fell away from me and my body was strengthened as if i had never been sick and moreover i forgot all my pain and sorrow of heart now therefore my children so long as ye have these about you the enemy can do nothing against you no not even to put into your minds evil thoughts arise then and gird yourselves with them before i die then they did so and their hearts were changed and renewed within them so that they forgot the things of this world and began to speak in the language of the angels singing praises to the lord of the heavens and telling of the glory of that place and of the mighty works of the father and i nahor the brother of job who wrote this testament sat by and heard them and that which i could i wrote down in a book to be for them that come after that they might know somewhat of the wonders of the lord now after three days wherein job kept his bed yet without pain or sickness for no disease had power over him since the day when he put on that heavenly girdle after three days i say he was aware of those that were coming to bear away his soul and he arose and gave to his eldest daughter a harp and to the second a censer and to the third an instrument of music that they might welcome those that were on their way and even as they took them into their hands they saw the chariots of light approaching and they uttered hymns of praise and thanksgiving each one in the language of them that dwell in the holy places 
then he that sat in the great chariot came near and took the soul of job embracing it in his arms in the sight of his daughters but no man else saw that sight and he took it into the chariot and departed towards the sunrising and after three days we made ready the body of job to the burial and all the widows and the fatherless and the helpless came about us crying and saying woe unto us this day woe unto us he that was the strength of the weak the light of the blind the father of the fatherless the home of the homeless is taken from us and they would not that his body should be hidden out of their sight but when we carried him to the sepulchre his three daughters went before girded with the heavenly girdles and giving glory to god in hymns and psalms of thanksgiving and we laid him in the tomb as it were sleeping a fair sleep and verily he left after him a name that shall be famous and renowned in all generations End of legend five.